Hello and welcome back to Freedom by Faith Ministries. We are going to continue our series talk on biblical prosperity. What does it mean to prosper in God's eyes versus the way the world sees prosperity, right? Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We ask you, Lord, Holy Spirit, to be present with us today. We ask you to give us revelation, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of your word so that we can make wise decisions that are pleasing to you, so that we can be successful in our walk with you, Lord, so that our lives will be a demonstration of your power, your wisdom, the wisdom of the cross be demonstrated in our lives, Lord. So we thank you for the information that you're going to impart upon us. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to take over my mouth so that your children Lord, will receive the information that you would like for them to have today. So take my flesh aside, my opinions, um, my feelings, my thoughts aside, and let. And I would like for you to be the one to speak through me to your children. So there's been a lot of talk recently about this wealth wealth transfer that is going to happen for the church, and we're going to see a lot of wealth. And you know, so we're going to see who qualifies in the Bible, who qualifies for wealth who qualifies in the kingdom of God now you you can have wealth the world's way which is not wealth in God's eyes Uh, you can have what we call prosperity in the world's way which we think is just money so we're going to look at the definition of prosperity and wealth and who qualifies to have this wealth transfer that has been prophesied about for the last few years so let's go ahead and start in Ephesians 3.10 so it's always important at least for me to understand how is what I'm doing effective for the kingdom of God, right? So we don't just go to work and want to have success and money so we can have the, the big house, the big car, the nice, you know, luxury vehicles or whatever. Um, there's nothing wrong with those things. But there has to be a reason why you're successful as a Christian in this world. So if you're an ambassador for the kingdom of God, you're a representative of Christ Jesus, how does your success glorify him, right? So that's the end game. That's, so that's the point of why we're here is to glorify the kingdom of God and to represent Jesus, who is the king of the kingdom that we belong to, right? That is a definition of an ambassador is to represent a different nation, right? Than the one you're living in. So if we're living in this world, but we're not of the world, we don't come from the world, right? So if you're a Chinese, if you're, let's say you're an American ambassador in China, you're not Chinese, but you live in China, But your role in living in China is to represent the affairs of the United States. That is your job as an American ambassador in China. You don't become Chinese because you live there. Right. So we're not uh, we're not citizens of this world. We are representatives of a different kingdom than the kingdom of darkness that we're currently in. Right. So what is the purpose of what we do as Christians? Right. Do we just accumulate wealth so we can have that big 401k and and live, you know, uh, comfortable as as uh when we, when we become older there's nothing wrong with that that's wisdom there's nothing wrong with that but there's a there's an end game here that we christians often miss that we're not here just to accumulate wealth and to live as comfortable as possible and go to church and listen to these cute little messages to make us you know oh god's gonna give you all the money you want because he's a good god he's a good god but there's a reason right so whenever we're praying like um when Jesus was teaching his disciples on how to pray, he said, my kingdom come on earth. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. So, so the kingdom of God, 
the affairs of the kingdom of God to be established on earth is a priority over our daily bread, right? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom, your will be done on earth. Your kingdom and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. So the, the affairs and the, the thing that God cares about in terms of establishing his kingdom on earth is a priority over our bread, over what we eat and our bills and our children's, you know, the things that they needed. God's kingdom is most important. But we go straight to the my daily bread when we pray and we forget about the kingdom of God. And that's even that's the more, most important role is that we are to speak of the kingdom of God. Right. So Jesus told the disciples, go out to all the world and announce the kingdom. Right. John the Baptist, repent. The kingdom is here. Right. So the, or the kingdom is near, he said. Right. And so the prophets and the apostles in the Bible, they had an agenda to proclaim the kingdom. But we don't do that today, right? So we go to church and listen to these, you know, encouraging messages about all the money that God's going to give us because we're Christians. But that's not the message of the cross. It's the kingdom is here, right? So we ask for God for our daily bread, but that comes after we take care of his wants and his desires. His will be done first and then give us today our daily, our daily bread. So we have to have the priority correct, the order correct. It's not give me, give me, give me. It's what is your will? And in accomplishing God's will in this earth, he will reward you with material things like he did with Abraham, David. Um, so they were all wealthy men. They were not poor. Right. And so poverty is not the will of God. It's a curse. I agree. Right. But it's not. We don't seek for those things first. Right. It says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then after you have sought after Jesus and the king, the kingdom of 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 the kingdom of God. That's what we seek after. What is the will of God? Because that, that is your job as a citizen of heaven is to take care of the affairs of Jesus is um, kingdom. Right. And so when we seek after the kingdom of God and his righteousness, after that, all of these things will, will be added onto you. Notice how the kingdom always comes first. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things will be added onto you, right? So the kingdom of God is always first and then our needs, right? But so often we go to church and all we think about and all we want to hear about is how God's going to fulfill my needs. And we, don't, we forget about the kingdom, right? When Jesus is telling the disciples, go out to all the world and preach the good news, the gospels, right? So Ephesians 3, what's the purpose of all the things that we're going through in this world? What's the purpose of all of it? It says... Ephesians 3 verse 10, God's purpose in all of this was to use the church, us, the children of God, the body of Christ, to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. So that is the theme of my talk, not just today's talk, but in the series that we're going to talk about prosperity, is that God wants to display his wisdom in front of the demonic kingdom of this world, right? The unseen rulers of this world are the demonic princes who govern this world. Satan and the demonic princes of this world. Our job is to shame them in bringing uh, to light the wisdom of God through this word and how we live our lives. And that includes prosperity and wealth, right? So how do you gain wealth? How do you gain prosperity? If you're a Christian, you're really interested in advancing God's kingdom, which is what, what most Christians are not interested in, 
right? So if you, if that's you, you are interested in advancing the kingdom of God on this earth as it is in heaven, doing his will. And then God will reward you with the things that you need afterwards. If that's you, then this is the talk for you that, that the purpose of why we're doing in this, in this world is to demonstrate the wisdom of God. Okay. is to demonstrate the wisdom of God. It says, um, to display his wisdom in its rich variety. So God has a, has a variety of different ways to display his wisdom. No two Christians in this world will ever have the same life. And if you read the Bible, no two people in the Bible had very, the same, very, um, you know, th their lives are never identical. There's no two people in the Bible that were identical, but the, but the purpose is to demonstrate God's wisdom is to demonstrate the power of God, right? Moses and the things that God did with him, the miracle that he did with him, um, in front of Pharaoh and his magicians and David and all the battles that he won, Solomon, the wisdom that he had, um, Esther and the fasting and, and, and Haman and, and, you know, all these stories that we're seeing, they're different stories, but the, but the end result is God was glorified in their lives. So the lives of the people who had faith in God, God's name was glorified in those stories. So, the, but they're never the same story, right? So he says, God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom, right? So you have all the demonic princes over the universe are watching the church in one world, in one earth. And they're watching the very few people that have accepted their assignment, which is to display, to forgot to use their lives and their faith in him to display his wisdom to all the demonic spirits who are watching us. Right. And so we don't want to fall into the world system where your job is to make sure to make sure that the world system looks ignorant and foolish to the demonic kings who run this world. Your job is to say, this is what God says. Right. So if the world says you have to step on toes to climb up the ladder and you're saying I have to go down more. Right. So God elevates the humble person. Right. So you're saying for me to succeed in, in the kingdom of God, I must start out low. I have to go as low as possible. Whereas the world is saying you have to go up to be up. You have to go up, which makes sense. But the Bible says there's a path before every person that seems right. But that path leads to death and the demonic kingdom, the, the demonic uh, lies and deception of this world in our minds make us make us think doing what seems right is what's right. What seems right is what you should do. What seems right. But the Bible says doing what seems right leads to death. And that's what the demonic satanic demons that are manipulating our, our, our mind with lies want you to think. That we should do what seems right. So if you want to go up in the world, you have to go up. That makes sense. But that's not what the, world, that's not what the Bible says. Right? So we're demonstrating the wisdom of God by humbling ourselves actually. Right. So Joseph humbled himself. He, he, he was a slave and he continued to serve God faithfully as a slave. He was not angry, bitter, running his mouth, complaining the entire time. And God raised him up to be governor. Right. How do you become a governor from slavery? That never happens in the world. But it happened in God's kingdom because Joseph was a member of the kingdom of God. And his life was a demonstration that to go up, you have to go down, actually. Right. So he went from being a, a loved child of a member of a, of a family of God and he went to slavery and then he went down further to be a prisoner and then God raised him up to run an entire nation because he was faithful in slavery so that's an example that we need to remember because so the world system operates in one way but our job as believers in, in when it comes to prosperity which is what we're talking about today 
is to demonstrate the wisdom of God looks different. And you're shaming the demonic princes who govern this world with lies and deception that the truth comes from humility. It doesn't come from pride and rebellion against authority like we're teaching children today. Like you have to be proud of yourself to, to make it in this world. You have to have confidence in yourself. And God says, no, it is confidence only in God that gives us exaltation. So let's go on to Proverbs 19. Proverbs 19, 20 to 21, get all the advice and instruction you can so you'll be wise the rest of your life. But you can make any plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. So these two verses may not look like they're related, but I think they are related, in my opinion, right? So it's good to get advice from people. It's not wrong to get advice, instructions. It's actually a sign of wisdom that you're humbling yourself and you're getting information from other people. But at the end of the day, it's God's plans. That prevails. It's important to remember when, you know, if you're in real estate and you're taking these classes on how to be, you know, successful in real estate and how to be successful in the stock market, that's fine. Get advice from people who are more knowledgeable than you are. That's an act of humility. But at the end of the day, it's God's plans who prevail, right? So Joseph had a dream that he would be in such a high position that his family even would bow to him. And they did at the end of the story. Um, but he did not go to some seminar to find out how to be successful. How do I, how do I become governor of Egypt? He didn't take a seminar, right? So the plans that God had for him to be, to go first into slavery, to learn humility and hard work, you couldn't get that in a class, right? So you can get all the instructions and direction advice from, from, from people that are wiser than you so you can gain a wealth of knowledge and wisdom, but it says you can make any plans, right? You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. So just remember that, that, you know, we want to be successful in life. We want to go to people that know that write all these books about how to be successful, how to be wealthy. At the end of the day, the purpose of God will prevail. So that's what we have to keep in our minds. That is the purposes of God that we're seeking after. We're not seeking after wealth just for the sake of wealth. The purposes of God, like we just read in Ephesians 3, is to shame the wisdom, the wisdom of this world. Is to shame it and to bring light to the wisdom of God. So let's go on to 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20. So we are Christ's ambassadors God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So again, we are Christ's ambassadors. We are, and I mentioned that earlier, we are his representatives, right? So we have to remember that we don't just seek after wealth just to seek after money, right? Our jobs as believers is to get people back to God as his ambassadors, his representatives, right? So we have to understand the role that we play in this world is to be an ambassador of Christ. God is using us to make his appeal to people. So, so in Ephesians 3, Paul was teaching us that our purpose or God's purpose for all of what we're going through in this world is to use the church to display his wisdom to the demonic kingdom, the, 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 the demonic spirits who are, in, who are governing the demonic world, the world of darkness right? It's to use the church to bring light. So, so they are governing the demonic kingdom of darkness of this world, but we are bringing light in, in demonstrating the wisdom of God's word by the way that we live according to his instructions, right? So that is your role in terms of how the, the demonic princes who govern this world see us, the church, right? And for the people who live in the demonic darkness, who are in darkness, our job is to make 
for God to use us to make his appeal to humans who are still in darkness. Right. So for God to make his appeal for to get people to come back to him, God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So, so that is your job for humans to bring them back to God and your job for the demonic kingdom, the demonic uh, spirits who, who manipulate the minds of people of this world with lies and deception. It's a shame the demons who, who manipulate the minds of people who live for this world, right? The Bible says to have the mind of Christ, have in another verse that's to renew your mind, right? So if you're living in the world, your mind has not been renewed. You have, you are still under the authority and power of the demonic princes who put demonic strongholds in people's minds to make them think lies or truth, right? So your job is to make, to allow God to use you to make an appeal to the people to come back to God and to shame the demonic kingdoms, uh, princes, the, the spirits who govern this world, this dark world is to shame them because of the lies that they're telling people in their minds to think pride, rebellion is how you succeed in this world is a lie. That is not how you succeed. And so your job it, twofold is for humans to come back to God and to shame the demonic kingdom. And most Christians don't know that. I don't think I've ever heard of a message. Like I'm saying this. I don't think I've ever heard this anywhere else. Maybe somebody else has, I haven't heard it myself. Right. So I'm saying things and I know they come from me because I, you know, how would I know this information unless it's God revealing it to us through his word. But that is our role. And most Christians don't know their assignment. Because we're too, we're too busy chasing success, chasing money. Most Christians, they believe in Jesus. They're going to church every Sunday. They have no idea what their purpose in this world. And it's in the Bible. It's written. It is written in the word of God. That is your job as an ambassador is to make your make. Allow God to make his appeal through you to get people back into his kingdom and to shame the demonic princes. I don't think I've ever said those words until now. Right. So we need to know our purpose. Otherwise, it's like we're here just to be here. There's no point in our purposes being here if we're just going to act like everybody else in the world, trying to have the, bit, the better success, more money. And that's our role in this world. But when you know who you really are, it gives you such a sense of peace that no matter what happens in my life, if God gets glory out of it, I'm successful. I don't care what my bank account says. So we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 1, 18 and 27. 18 says, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. Okay, so the power of God comes from a man who died on a cross. That doesn't make any sense. Like what? I'm sorry, what? Right? The world, the world doesn't understand that. How is the wisdom of God and the power of God come from a cross? A dead man on a cross. Right? And so that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to showcase how Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection is the very power of God. That's where power comes from. Think about that. Right. So the, the people of this world, you have to climb up that ladder, step on people, do all kinds of tricks, you know, to get up that ladder. That's power. No, it's humility and submission to the cross where a dead man was crucified, where a man was crucified on a cross and you believe he died, buried, resurrected. And that's power. That, that doesn't make sense. Right. But when we humble ourselves to the cross. That's where power, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction, people of this world. 
we but we who are being saved know it is the very power the very power of god is the message of the cross is the very power of god and verse 27 um says instead god chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise god chose the things the world considers foolish and paul says the things that they consider foolish is the message of the cross that's a foolish message it makes no sense right and then in 27 he reminded us god chose that right what we what the world not we what the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise and in ephesians 3 he says that our job is to demonstrate the wisdom of god to the unseen rulers of this world which we know the unseen that's the spiritual that's the spiritual realm the unseen world that's the spiritual realm the unseen rulers of this world are the demonic spirits right the demonic principalities who govern this world our job is to display the wisdom of god to them also and here he's saying instead god chose the things of this world that this world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise using the world's wisdom is foolishness to god and our job is to is to allow god to display his wisdom through what the world considers foolish which is the message of the cross that's foolishness that you have power from a dead man on a cross what kind of message is that it's a foolish message but that's where power the power of god comes from that so let's go on to first corinthians this time we're doing chapter 3 verse 19 which says for the wisdom of this world is foolishness to god as the scriptures say he traps the wise in the snare of their own cleverness right so we have to be very careful as christians that we're not putting our faith in our lives in the hands of people in this world who think they're wise because god calls them foolish right so like i mentioned in proverbs 19 it's good to get advice from people how to succeed in whatever realm of industry that you're in, right? Like I'm in healthcare. I also have a business. That's fine. Let's get advice. I've done that. Get advice from people. But if it's not God's will, it's not going to work out. That's been the story of my life. If it's not God's will, I don't care how, what advice that people give me. If it didn't come from God, God will make sure that it doesn't work out. That's just, that's the story of my life. But when I see Christians succeed the world way, that's concerning. The very, fact, the very fact that God allows some people who are Christians to succeed doing life the world way, it, it makes me question whether God is really with you, right? Because the people in the Bible that were, that were very successful, the way the world is doing it, that's not how they became successful, right? Joseph became successful through slavery. Slavery. Think about that, right? What slave becomes a governor, right? So in this world, you want to be governor, you have to know the right people, shake the right hands, you know, get all the votes, say all the right things for people to vote for you. He became governor because of a dream that Pharaoh had that only he could interpret. How do you, what advice? Oh yeah, make sure that, you know, Pharaoh gets a dream that you can interpret and then you'll become, nobody could give him advice like that. You cannot get advice like that from a human being, right? So we get advice from people. And I love Proverbs 19. I love that verse. It's perfect, right? We can get advice from people, but it's the Lord's plans that will prevail. So make sure you are in alignment for God's will, because that is what will cause success. It's not the advice from people. It's the will of God. All right. So my last um, verse for today, which is going to lead to the next verse, is another foolish message, which, me, which says to have more, you have to keep more for yourself. That's 
seems right. There's a path before every person that seems right, but that path leads to death, and the devil knows that because he's a god of death and destruction, right? So he'll put people, even Christians, on a path of destruction because you're doing what seems right, right? The more money I want, the more money I have to keep for myself. That is wisdom of this world. The wisdom of this world says to keep more for yourself. But what does God say in Luke 6? So we're going to look at Luke 6, 38. It says, give and you will receive. Your gifts will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. The amount you give away will determine the amount you get back. Not the amount that you keep for yourself, you invest in your own self, for your future, for your children's you know, scholarship funding. Those things are not bad. But the wealth that comes from doing things God's way is opposite of what the world says. It says the more you give, the more you get a return back, which makes no sense. If I give money away, I don't have that money anymore. It's gone. But God says that's how you gain wealth. You gain a return from what you give away, actually. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for today's teaching. We thank you, God, for your wisdom. We ask you to help us to live in a way that honors you and shames the kingdom of darkness, which is a kingdom of lies, deception, in the name of Jesus. So help us to be bold, to give money away. Help us to be bold, to humble ourselves, knowing that it's only in humility do you exalt in the name of Jesus, that we will be exalted by you when we humble ourselves before you and obey you in the name of Jesus. So help us to destroy that demonic uh, stronghold of pride in our minds, where Satan has taught the people of this world that is pride that gets us exaltation in this world, that we must have pride in ourselves, have self-confidence, that is a lie from Satanic hell. So help us to, to reject the things, the ways of this world, to reject the, the quote-unquote wisdom of this world, to reject the lies of the enemy in the stronghold in our, in our minds, to make us think that we must step on people. The Bible says to serve others that we must serve one another in humility to submit to one another in the fear of God, in the name of Jesus. So we thank you, Father, for this talk, this teaching, Holy Spirit. We ask you to continue to embark on us wisdom, true wisdom that only comes from the message of the cross, in the name of Jesus. So I thank you again for joining us, and I expect to see you again next time. ready to step into your calling and destroy fear, worry, doubt, and anxiety? In Our Victory, God's Glory, author Pamela Noel describes the stop and do nothing else principle that was used by some of the most powerful people in scripture, including David, Moses, Peter, and Daniel. This You Can't Help Yourself book reveals that success in every area of your life lies in one name. Our Victory, God's Glory, was written to support Haiti's elite medical team, a Haitian-American-owned, not-for-profit organization that provides healthcare services to the poor in Haiti. Proceeds from the sale of this book will help support our efforts. The ultimate goal is to build a hospital and provide much-needed medical care services 
currently unavailable to those with limited access to quality health care. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv.